Whoa, <laughs> that escalated quickly. So you are gay. <laughs> Maybe it's not the intro track. Well, I told you, Justin. <laughs> RC Alienation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode 209. The regular douchebags are with me. <laughs> Nick, Justin, and Jesse. And my left mouse click. And his left mouse click. Number oh, one, with us. Douchebag number two. Douchebag number two. Douchebag number three. <laughs> and douchebag number three's left mouse click. There you go. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I want to know what's uh, going yeah, on this, with the left mouse. Be yeah, what, story. Is, there, is there a story behind the left? Mouse? Yeah, there's a huge story. So I, I run downstairs. I've got my little recording room under the stairs down the basement. I come down here. I get all set up. Turn everything on. No left mouse click on anything. Trackpad, computer. Instantly, I'm like, dude. Okay, first <laughs> thing I think of is seriously, after all the crap that we pitched Justin, about never having his computer ready when it's time to record. I'm that guy now this time. That's the first thing that crossed into my mind. So wait a minute. What do you mean Justin never having his computer oh, don't, ready? Don't, don't play. Don't even go there. Justin, you just said it took thirty we, plus seconds to open. Yeah, and we probably got an hour and a half of audio of, of you swearing <laughs> at your computer. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever. Whatever. So, Screw you guys. <laughs> so I'm sitting here. I do a restart. Now, I restart, right? It comes up to the login screen. I'm kind of checking around. I'm like, ooh, left mouse click works. Fixed it. Computer boots up. No more left mouse click. What the fuck? I'm just screaming at this thing. So I run upstairs with it. Left mouse click works. What? Is going on. <laughs> I run back downstairs, set it down, sit down, put my headphones on. No more left mouse click. So I proceed to run up and down <laughs> my stairs about 30 times, screaming at the top of my lungs at my computer, like calling it possessed. And <laughs> I could not figure it out because I hit that frantic point where it's like, I'm that guy. There is no logical scientific reason why this would be doing this relevant to my altitude on my stairs. <laughs> it's kind of barometer. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> unless when you are located in the downstairs recording room, it puts you slightly within range of your magic mouse up in the spare bedroom. Yep. Which has your camera bag sitting on top of it, <laughs> depressing the yep. left mouse click button. Yep. I have had that happen before. That Run up the stairs, shit. no more no more mouse connection, everything is fixed. So yeah. how did you how, how did you figure that out? I mean Google. I mean, no, seriously, I I have had like I've I've ran into it before where 
I had something sitting on the corner of my external trackpad, like over on the corner of the desk. Mm-hmm. I set a book on it, and I. So as soon as I started Googling it, and I'm like, whoa, left mouse click. I did the S, what is it, SRM reset, did all that. That didn't work. And I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> Got to reset the barometer. <laughs> yeah, what? what is going on here? And then it just, the guy was like, huh? one guy said, oh, silly me, I had two mouses on at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, well, I only got one, you son of a bitch. Well, that and happened it, when I was at your house, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Nick's like, what? Why is my mouse moving? They need model match on these damn mouses. And I'm sitting down here going, uh, not my problem. I only got one map. Oh, no, I don't. I have another one. Where's the other one? Oh, my God. And right, like, right when I thought of it, I knew it. I just knew it. So. But you fixed it, and you're here. Alas, I am here. I am ready. Did you do anything fun this week? I, nah, not really sure what I would define as fun per se, but, um, I ordered a motor. Oh. Be here tomorrow. What'd you get? Nice. nice. Finally. I went ahead, my pocketbook ended up doing the speaking. Um, what I wanted and, and what I wanted to try and what my wallet was like, no, we're going to get this one. Uh, so I ended up ordering a Scorpion 4020, HK3 4025 to put in the DT520. And that will be the last piece of that puzzle before nice. we get a flying. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I've got, um, again, just because, you know, I missed last week, haven't talked about it much. I've got Hobbywing 100. I actually, I have a 100 HV in there right now. Uh, for no other reason than I had it, but I think, I think I'm gonna live on the edge because I kind of want to do a double. This is like the ultimate experimental heli. I'm gonna try a 100 LV in there and actually run the servos off the BEC. Yes, oh. good. Which is come into the now. Well, with the backup into contemporary guard. times. I think I backup am Jesse. Something. I, I'm going to run a backup something just to be safe and check it out. But, I mean, keep in mind, these are full-size servos, too. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not you your... You know how I you feel know the, about this. You know what the BEC is rated for? No. Amp? No. Enough. Enough. Yeah, there enough. We we're not... We're not. That's a technical Well, term. you know, so yeah. my first thought, Justin <laughs> and I were a scientific measurement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is beside the point. Justin and I were talking about this, and he brought up a really good point that just never even crossed my mind. I was, He said, well, why don't you just run it off to get the low-voltage one? And I'm like, what? No way, dude. They're freaking full-size servos. Then it kind of, he said, well, dude, it's a 500. How much yeah. do you really think you're going to draw on three full-size cyclic servos on a 500? These things are... They're not even warming up. I mean, this is the easiest load that you could about put on a full-size servo in a helicopter. And yep. I I went, watch, well, you know, uh, you're 100% correct. I mean, it's not like we're talking about a 600 or a 700 or an 800. 500. Well, and what I further told you is that I run my servos on the speed helis on the Cosmic BEC, 
and on the Diablo running 16 degrees of pitch and 20 or 2800 RPM, I'm only pulling like three amps. Yeah, it's it's and that's like constant, right? Yeah. Three or four amps constant. That's it. Yeah. So it I mean, I feel like I I I I got to try it. Now what, what I servos are they? Uh these are the new cordless BKs, which okay. um for me, I have had just nothing but stellar luck with them. Uh, and they've been very efficient for me. So, because I mean, like on a receiver pack, you know, I'm still only pulling, oh, geez, 175 milliamps of flight, something like that. Right. Yeah, really low. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely have a backup solution because that should be the standard anyway, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. No, I, I don't think I'm, I feel like, Screw it. I'm just going to try Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. No, that, and we got the three digi on there. This is the belted DT520. Airframes all together, ready to go. Servos are mounted. Need to tidy up some wiring. And then, um, I mean, whether I just get it going and flying on this setup or I I get one of those low-voltage ones here, um, you know, I could probably pull it out of the 500 or not. I think I'm just... Kind of going to head in that direction anyway with the Hobby Wings. I've been really happy with them. And and I want to try, man, I, I really want to get a 160. Like, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I'd like to try that it's too. T- it's yeah. time to, tr- it is officially time to try one uh, on the Gov on a 700. Because and they, they just did a price drop, didn't they? Or is it, or at least it's a sale or something. Oh, you know, now that, um, well, the, so let's see the 100 amp, it's like 79.99. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Oh, by the way, here we go. 10 amp continuous BEC. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, dude. Could so, be solid. I, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm a huge, huge advocate and fan of the R2 units. I think this would be a great application for like one of the a lot of the the much smaller versions, not like the the super one. That thing's it's pretty big. I mean for a 500. But I might put one of those on just for safety, but I mean screw it. I'll put a 100 amp full voltage on there, run all the servos off of it, keep it light. Oh my god. Just when you thought that the guys at Soco Heli Tools had pushed setup methodology to the absolute state of the art, they come out with yet another innovation. In combination with their Soco Helical, which fits all sizes and all brands of helis, they've recently announced the Soco Heli Tools mobile app. This app greatly simplifies your setup by completely eliminating the need for a level working surface or main shaft. Available in stores soon for Android and Apple devices, this new mobile software will do everything that your original SoCo kit did, but with the added benefit of all measurements, calculations, and directions in one easy-to-use app. When you're ready to kick it up a notch with your heli setup, visit the SoCo team at www.soco-heli-tools.com 
and check it out. Soco Heli Tools, next generation setup. That, oh yeah, that's right. So, I posted the picture up on my Facebook. Oy. Yes. Yeah. Those close to me know the story. Yep. I broke my V-Control for good. Does that mean you have to replace it, or is it fi- not fixable? Well, it's on, it's on its route. Way. It's in route? It's in route to Mikado, USA. So here's the story. I have driven all over Kingdom Come with my radio hanging on the wall in a very specific hook-style thing that I make. Dan, in, in your trailer, I did it all over, never had a problem. And uh, coming back from Sagebrush, we were we were we were hauling ass down the pass. <laughs> <laughs> Probably seventy in the motorhome and the trailer coming down the pass, cooking right along. And they had some road construction, and I hit some of the largest big swooping bumps oh, I have no. ever hit. And <sighs> and this, what I've kind of realized, I think for the long trips on the motorhome, I'm gonna set it up with the anti-sway bars like I had on my travel trailer because you just get a lot of that bucking motion on the really big bumps. And I launched everything in the trailer. I mean, I've never seen so much stuff come off. So it's not, you know, okay, yes, it was very circumstantial. I broke a switch. It hit the floor, broke a switch. I thought, wow, really lucky. Life's good, right? Well, what happened is one of the hooks actually came out of the pegboard. So once I got, finally got every, you know, I kind of took a little break after Sagebrush, got back out there, started cleaning the trailer all back up. I noticed that one hook was gone. I reached up, I set the radio up on one hook on the wall and then was thinking as I'm cleaning, I'll find the other hook, put it all back in and everything. Well, I never did. So, uh, offered to help out my sister. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll run down, pick something up from wherever, piece of furniture for you. And I was thinking, dude, I got the trailer. I'm not hauling this shit in the back of my truck. No way. Let's, you know, walk it in and out. Yeah. So, the, the slow trip down to help someone out. Locally, no more than five miles. Unfortunately, it was on one hook. It came off, hit, cracked the screen. Mm, And it was completely unusable. Like the screen didn't even show anything. Well, okay. So now, technically, no, that's not true. (laughs) Just just couldn't read it for sure. You just can't see what's on the screen. That's right. Turned on. (laughs) Oh, it flew too. Well, I flew it. I put some flights on. <laughs> I couldn't see anything that was on the screen. Ouch. And I range checked it ish. How did you range check it if you couldn't see how to get into range? Turn it on check and start mode? walking away. I, I, <laughs> I put Run the half hell, a mile. I put the heli out in the middle of a field and spooled it up way far away. <laughs> oh boy. Range checked it. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I made sure it was okay that way. I, I mean, 
I know that radio by heart, so when you turn it on and shut it all back off, I knew what, you know, what mode, which, by the way, did take a second because it's it doesn't have a power button for you non-V-control people. You have to spin the knob one way, mm-hmm. and it turns on, um, and then you have to click it, spin it the opposite way, click over to the right, and then shut it back off again. But, yeah, it's a perfect time. Well, it's never a perfect time to break your V-control, but... If it is going to happen, I feel like it's a great time because with the motor showing up tomorrow for the DT, I will be flying that, um, you know, back on the Futaba again because uh, we've got the three digi on there, fly barless system. So, I mean, hey, you know what? It works out. Lesson learned. I will be keeping my radio in a radio case from now on pretty much forever. So Just to be safe. When you buy that expensive ass controller, does it come with the radio box? It does not. What? Which I know, yeah, really, right? Expensive ass. It's not like it's that expensive, it's like, dude. It's like how much $1, is thirteen hundred dollars for a V control? Isn't it? What? No. What do you get? Like a gold plated Turek edition? <laughs> Are they making that too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what a, it's okay. It's like seven hundred bucks, right? Yeah. Fuck. It might as well be thirteen. Wait a minute. How, how much, much is, is it? it? For, how much? Okay, hold on. How much I'm, is I'm the V control? We're 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 pricing right now, and and Dan. Yeah. Why don't you, or Justin? We'll get the V control price. You look up how much a fourteen SG. Is. I know how much fourteen SG. How is. much I is a fourteen? Justin, look them. up a Jetty. Oh, I know that. I already. I know that. So I'm right ready. here. A black Mikado V-Bar control radio with satellite, $720. How much is a 14SG? $470. Wow, dude. You know what? That adds even more fuel to my fire. How much is it for the the clear plastic one? Why would you want to put... You know what? It doesn't even make a difference. You're using it to fly a helicopter. The yeah. the the Jetty DS14 is seven ninety five. Okay, but it's a Jetty. I mean, come on. <laughs> Does that come with a satellite receiver? Receiver? Does it, no. Hmm. No. Does it come with V bar control inside of it? Oh no, it doesn't. Can you that, program it doesn't your matter. Fly barless unit. Yeah, can you program your no, fly barless unit? It, it, it just comes with way more capability than that radio does. <laughs> I mean, like in every way, shape, and form. It comes with all the features that you're never going to use. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, dude. <laughs> it comes with all those planker features. Yeah. No, I, I really like, I think it's really cool that they uh, they decided to do the battery ID. Oh, that's right. They didn't. <laughs> oh. oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know what? It's all in the eye of the beholder, but you cannot argue that the Jetty from no, a hardware standpoint awesome. is way more capable than that. Oh, no. It's okay. We're, we're going to let's put the jokes aside for a second. In 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 my personal opinion, and, and this is Nick's honest opinion. If I was not a V-Bar guy, I would probably own a Jetty. And I say that because exactly what Justin just said, that thing has so many features built into it and the quality of the radio 
and just the direction that they are going with the telemetry. And I, I feel like, you know, them leaving their information out there as far as, you know, hey, anyone, let's work together to make our fly barless, your fly barless system work with our radio. I think it's really cool. So I do, I, I pitch him crap because it's Justin, not because of the actual radio. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they, they have really entered the market. I'm extremely unimpressed with Futaba and with Spectrum as of late. Uh, Tyrannus, I think, is really cool. Why, with the whole- dude? The new 18HZ or whatever it is is now only like $2,000. Well, I mean, I'm sure Nick, well, Nick Maxwell will absolutely love his, but I'm just not that, I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's that great. So anyway, yes. I think it's all. it all depends on what you want to do. That's that's really what it comes down to. If you're a V-Bar guy, then absolutely you should be getting a V-Control. <laughs> There's no reason not to. Yeah. These are the two, in my opinion, though. I mean, they're... I, yeah, top two for sure. I think so. That's what I think. I'm going to get a V-Bar. what do you think? Are you? Yeah. Said Dan, never. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. You better watch out, dude, because if you actually are planning secretly to do that and you've been talking as much crap as you are, you are going to get roasted. Dan's not interested in getting better or flying better, so he wouldn't want one. Yeah, he wouldn't want a (laughs) V-bar. Wow. What are you... Hold on. Let's... You know what? I want to know. What what are you flying right now, Dan? Fly barless system, radios. Icon and Futaba. Okay. And what happened to the JR? Uh, I that still belongs fly it. to your boss. Yeah. Never mind. I, what, I fly what, it on the on the uh, Forza. What was your your, your kind of last last impression of that? I mean, in comparison to the Futaba, we can't. I like uh, the I like the JR radio. It yeah, f- it fits amazing. That thing is freaking sweet. Super comfy. Yeah, it feels awesome. Yeah, I mean the the programming wasn't as as I remembered. JR programming it was a little. It's a little weird, you know. It's it's not as intuitive as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Futaba's not intuitive either. You actually have to read the manual to understand what you need to do to get shit done initially. Oh, yeah. And See, the JR is very similar in that regard. But the radio itself was great. I mean, it fits. It's got those angled gimbal sticks, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's mm-hmm. really comfortable. But it feels. Like it came out of a Cracker Jack box. Yeah. That's the only drawback. Don't you guys feel like, though, I mean, eventually, all of these radio manufacturers have to step up to the plate and do fly barless integration and some of the other features that are starting to become more common? Because otherwise, like what, honestly, and this is not, I got to be careful here. This is not at all a a subjective statement, but what uh, I need to see fact-based discussions on what each brand brings to the table that they believe makes it better than any other. You know brand. what? Okay, I'll tell you the one right now. And okay. and this is being dead honest serious. Why why Jetty and why V-Control are not the 
the ready for my air quotes best. You want to know why? Because I don't believe that a good majority of the people that in our hobby can afford one. And that is what Spectrum and Futaba bring to the table, especially Spectrum. Okay, it so is now not that's fair. A, that's a very we have good elevated point. ourselves to a to a level of what is now reasonable to us is not really reasonable <laughs> for the majority of the pilots out there. The guys skewed perspective. Yes, very skewed perspective. We're sitting here arguing back and forth because you know yours has thirty two different menu items and mine has battery ID and shit like that. But you know what? Neither of them can be purchased for less than $700. Yeah, because, like, how much is the DX-18? No, no, I mean, I'm talking go back and say, Jetty doesn't offer a DX-6i. Well, guess what? That's what gets everyone flying. Yeah, so no, no, I hear you, that's what they bring to the table that no one else does. They put a transmitter in your hands that fits your budget. I mean, Spectrum offers a transmitter all the way down from the bottom all the way to their top. Now, their top might not be our top, standards-wise, but for the majority of the pilots and what we are, you know, what we're what we're complaining about, they'll all fly the helicopter. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Yeah, and and Battery that's why ID I think it will it, not improve your health. It skills. really does come down to what you're looking for. Yeah, and I just I want mean, to make sure that we we got ourselves kind of kind of in check here because we're. Well, getting I just a little... think you guys are all radio elitists, and you just can't deal with. Well, I kind of, I you know, it just kind of hit me. It's like, wow, here, you know, we are kind of acting a little no, oh, don't, holier. Don't crowd me into that group. Art thou? No, no, no. I'm saying like me and Justin, and uh, I mean even with what. Because we're the, you know, Jesse. He, no, I, I'm not. I I'm not trying to. I, I am all for people flying what they want to fly and what they can afford. But what? Okay, so I, I wasn't. But I wasn't. You can't as clear. end that sentence with a but. Yeah, I can because what I wasn't being clear about <laughs> is that you have people that will make the argument that the top end radios are comparable, right? Like the Futaba 18MZ for $3,000 and the DX18. Oh, well, if that's um, what we're so, talking about. That's and, a whole different ballgame. Yeah, game. and that, that is what I'm talking about. So, yes, I agree completely, Nick, and I do not want in any way, shape, or form to people for people to feel like we're saying, holy crap, you know, if you don't have a so on and so forth, whatever, then you don't have a good radio. Because you're right. We all started on DX7s, dude. I, yep. I that that old school DX7 is still a badass radio. When you get to the point, if if you get to the point where you want a big hardcore radio, those are the arguments that I think are a little bit tougher to to make. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I yep. just don't know I if a you. lot of people really get past that. You know, most that, people like, probably don't give a crap. Hey, I think you most need to. I don't think yeah. a lot of people care. I think most people get to the DX. I mean, an upgrade is like, dude, I'm going to hook myself up with a DX9, you know? And that, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I mean, I, I really don't. Yeah, they're perfectly um, content to bring their little laptop out and do their tuning. And yeah. that's, 
There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I, I do, Justin, I know what you're saying and I agree with what you're saying. Once you do want to, or if you do want to, step into that, that higher class where it's like, now all the big boys got to bring everything that they got to the table. There are, in my opinion, a set certain features that have become a precedent. Should they, be a they, standard. Yeah, they should yeah. be. It's like, it's yeah. no different than... I mean, we made our predictions, you know, a year ago or a couple of years ago where it was like, if you do not have a bailout, you will not be producing a marketable fly wireless system. Yep. I mean, that's we all right. said that. And now everyone's got one. And, that, you know, because that's yep. just what, if you want to be competitive, you got to do this. And I think that the high-end radio market's very much so like that. Yeah, true. I I agree. I and think the art of matter, it, you know, when it comes right down to it, you know, the hobby, the hobby is about tinkering and, yeah. you know, some people want to put some. more money into some. tinkering with really cool gadgetry, right? Like and, a radio or a fly barless system. Yeah. And, the, and they also want to put money into the helis. Some just really want to just put the money into the helis and just fly a radio fly. that works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Simple. What they're yep. used to. It does get, get a little. I, I see. I feel like Dan, that's going to get a little muddled though here within the next year or two, because, and I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not all going all like pro V control or anything, but I think that V control has, they have, they were the first ones to put their their foot in that water, where now more expensive and more features is actually really teetering on simpler too. And that's where I think it's going to be cool because it kind of comes full circle. They need to drop their price. Well, they weren't the first people, right? I mean, Futaba's had fly barless system integration, albeit not nearly as detailed. No, no, no. We're talking full. I'm talking full setup. Like that's the other. So like Dan was saying, Jetty had it before V control on spirit. Well, okay, that's great for the 10 people that fly Spirit, but I'm talking about something that's a little more mainstream. I mean, I think that it's, they were the ones that made it popular, whatever, but I think that it's going to come back around. I, it would not surprise me whatsoever, and I think it makes 150% of sense for Spectrum to come out with a fly barless system that you program in a DX6i. Well, that's why I was saying is why can't it be like Beast X? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Per- why can't you do your same Beast X steps in your DX6i? And I think that is the direction that it's going to go. That's my guess. But Spectrum will probably make it proprietary with just the two, and it's only going to work with just the two. Um you know, you'll still be able to use the radio, obviously, with all the rest of the stuff. But I could see them going in that direction, and I I don't really think that's a bad thing. I don't think Futaba will. I kind of think, honestly, that's one of the downfalls of the V-Control, is not having any outside compatibility. And that's, see, yeah, that's a really good point, too. It's like, so I mean, it's cool, just saying, but it stinks at the same time. It's like just saying that, well, you'll still be able to use the Spectrum radio. It's like. Yeah, that would be awesome just for the fact of because, you know, we still have that urge to tinker and try and oh all that stuff. So you know like, how much I would love to be able to plop on a 
have a, a slot on the back of my V control to put a module. You know, just yeah, like, like a like a Futaba module or a Spectrum module or something like that, where I didn't because I actually really like the radio. I don't want to have to go buy another radio, but well, like and that's even, why a lot of people will stick with more standard radios because they freedom. don't feel like they yeah. have to be tied down yep. to a specific exactly. system. Yeah. Yeah, so if they could get that, I don't know, more open source or more you know, cross-platform compatibility, jeez. Yeah, Yeah, because what if you want to fly micros radio. from from Blade? You got to go buy a Spectrum, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but everybody's got a DX6i in, in the closet. I don't. Right? I used to. Well. In fact, I had my old school DX7 until like late last year, and then I finally decided to sell it. That was a that yeah. was a tank of a radio, oh, dude. Man, I love this tank of a radio. It felt great. You know why? Because yeah. JR, it was a JR radio. Yes, that is absolutely yeah, correct. That's probably true. I mean, let's be honest here. That wasn't that. That was designed by JR, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it had the same sort of layout and case as the 9303. Yep. Very similar programming too. Just a, yeah, horrible. No, that radio had the worst well, programming. Well, they're limited. It was like, turn it off, hold this button, this button, yeah, flip to the this switch, <laughs> and then turn it back <laughs> on, and that's how you switch models. And then models. balance on one leg, and you yeah. can change your model. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, but the but the you know the the structure of the programming was very similar. Obviously, the ninety three hundred five yeah. and ninety three hundred three had the scroll wheel. That dude. Okay, yep. I think we need the ninety. The ninety what was it ninety. 503, 9503, 9503, and 9503 was the shit. That was a great, that was like the pinnacle of radios when I got into the hobby. Mm -hmm. I remember, it's like, what? When I got my first 9503, I was like living. I felt like I was rolling hella deep. I never got one. Really? The only difference between the no, 93 and the either. 95 was backlit screen and yeah, another 20 miles, 20 models or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it wasn't much. But the backlit screen was just like. What? I went from a DX7 to uh, an 8FG. Oh, yeah. That's right. I yeah. loved my 8FG, even though you're right. It does feel very plasticky, Dan. Yeah, no, but I the, the 14 SG does as well, but not quite as bad. I feel like the 8FG was a, I think that was another radio. What's that? It was a good workhorse. Absolutely. It was a pivotal, oh, I think that was a, a very monumental point in the hobby as far as radios go, because everyone felt like they needed more channels. That was still back in the day where like kind of more channels was better. Mm-hmm. That was so, the upgrade. Yeah. When <laughs> the 8FG came out, radios. that was, yeah, because back in the day, to get more switch assignments and to get more features, it went hand in hand with channels. You got more channels. So everyone just thought, oh, you've got a 10 channel. What? My seven channel can't do that. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was true. But then Futaba came out with the 8FG and I was like, wait a minute. This thing is an eight channel that can do everything. Like you can just do everything. And then, like two months later, they released that update. Oh, yeah, by the way, it can actually do 14. And it was just like, oh, my God, everyone had to have one. 
It was I crazy. Loved it. Yeah, yep. it's a good radio. It didn't fit my fingers. Still, to what this I day. liked about the JR was the way it. I mean, not only was it a good radio, but it felt so good. You know, it yep. was holding it. It was just. It was heavy in your hands. Yes. It felt substantial. Yeah. And nothing is. I mean, I'm. St- I get a little bit of that same, that same feeling with the scroll scroll wheel on the V control, but JR really, you know, I think they. They they kind of set the mark when they came out with the the little scroll bar on the ninety three hundred three and the ninety five hundred three because man that was fast to program I mean that was yep. something that was very easy to use much easier than buttons yeah true yep well uh, that's one thing I Dan, I like about the fourteen SG is you can set up custom menus I mean there's a lot of shit to go through but you can set it up so. Only the menus you want will show up. Yeah. Or like that, that, yeah, your, your custom one on the bottom. Yeah. Where you can go like shortcut menu. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I actually did use that. I used that for gyro and the different gyro stuff. And the volume knobs for tuning. Yes. Yeah. That's true. True. Yeah. true. Uh, uh, more importantly, the detented. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. The foot. Yeah. They're detent. That's right. Yeah. I love that. Please do not put out a radio with a volume knob that doesn't have detents on it. Doesn't do you any good. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, you have to have little clicky bits. <laughs> That's one thing. Speaking of that, that was one thing I always thought was really cool about uh, Spartan. When you put the data pod on there, uh, when you set, like, you went into the menu and you push down a couple buttons, and then you were like live tuning it on one channel, whatever you had on the screen. But you could set the highest that it would allow you to tune it to, and the lowest that it would allow you to tune it to, right there. So no matter how far you crank the dial, it was like if I wanted to hmm. only change my gyro gain from sixty to seventy, I could only make it go sixty to seventy, and then all the way left on the knob was sixty, all the way right was seventy. It just made me think about that. It was cool because you couldn't, when you don't have clicky bits, it sucks because it's like a little bit. I don't know. Go back. Did I go back? Did I go back 10? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. It's true. It's the little things. So you had a good week then? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, pretty uneventful. We have hit the, the weather is... Here in full force. It is God. completely astacular right now. It, it is. forty. I would not be surprised if I lost power at some point through this show. Like yes. It is freaking. 40, 45 mile an hour winds. It's cold. It's raining. It is the Northwest in winter right, right now. Oh, hey, Dan, last week was finally our first uh, freeze, I believe. I went yep. out to my car like Wednesday morning. Yep. Totally frozen. Could you open you know, the door? F- my car door froze the other day. Oh, no. I could still open the door. It wasn't Dude, that bad. <laughs> I had light snow sprinkles Tuesday night after our production meeting. Oh, my God. Snow? <laughs> yeah, but in <laughs> Seattle, dude. That's true. We had snow. All right. I've got snow. Yeah, but you live in freaking Montana. Yeah. And expected. it sucks, dude. 
It sucks. You say this every year. No, I gotta leave. Still there. <laughs> no, every got, year. I gotta this leave. Sucks. How long have you this lived in Montana? I gotta I gotta move south in the winter. I can't take it anymore. I just hate I gotta it. Gotta move. I hate it. I say it. Yeah, too, but yeah. at least you can fly in snow. Look at here's my five day forecast. Seventy percent oh. chance of rain, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, eighty percent, ninety percent. Yeah, but it's Between not now freezing. and when this show is released, Dan, I am likely to have accumulated more rainfall than most states in an entire freaking year. And that's just on my front lawn. <laughs> that's true. That yeah. is true. Yeah, but you horrible. guys live where the grass is green year round. So it it is. Uh, have you ever mm-hmm. stared at the grass? For longer than about five seconds, most people's grass that's green, that's actually, uh, that's um, moss. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it's so wet. That's true. Because that, the moss has taken over. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. who's next? Damn it. And my grass goes <laughs> when you walk across it. Jeez. How about you, Jesse? Oh, what do you do this sound? <laughs> Let's get this so train wet. back on the, the rail here. Spongy. Yeah. I've finally gotten around to bringing my charging setup into the world of current technology, and wow, what can I say? From the powerful and feature-rich Dual Power Lab 8 charger, to Progressive's unique and infinitely adaptable modular parallel balance board systems, I now feel like I can charge my entire fleet of packs from just two ports and a few charge leads. So why mess around with that old and busted charger or its accessories? Follow my lead, Head over to ProgressiveRC.com and have a look at the multitude of chargers, power supplies, accessories, turnkey charging systems, and even batteries. If you're not sure what to buy or have a question about how to design your custom system, then go ahead and give the PRC team a call at 443-BATTERY and they'll get you squared away in no time. Thank you, Justin. Call the PRC team at 443-228-8379. ProgressiveRC.com, bringing charging power to a heli near you. All right, I had a uh, a little bit more of a laid back week. I did hit the hit some heli stuff a couple nights. I kind of went through after last week in the show talking about soldering and the bullets and the finger style versus the cages. I was like, man, I should really just do a. Now it's winter. Got time. I should do a full inventory and just do a visual on all my bullets and kind of take a peek and man, I hate to admit, but there was some pretty nasty bullets on my charging case. <laughs> some of those were, you know, where you like, you have the battery plugged in and at, I don't really know the process or how this happened, but at one point in time, I'm, the battery must've been plugged in and the two leads touched and you know, you basically blow the cage apart a little bit and it's one of those, I'll get back to it you know, plug it back in. It's still, you're maybe you're at the field or whatnot. And so I rarely pull the charging leads out of the side of the charger to actually really look at the cage or really look at the bullet and go, is this still actually making a good connection? So went through and did that and was shocked. I think I cut at least four of the six bullets off and resoldered them. Um, so those were on the 306. Wow, that bad, huh, dude? <laughs> Oh man, it was, 
it it was horrible. I mean, good that I actually took the time and went through because that that episode last week just you know sparked that. But it was definitely time to to go through and kind of resolder some of the bullets on there. And I I did not actually make it around to all the EC5s, but there's a couple of those that I'm probably going to replace over the winter as well. Now, do you, I'm kind of curious. Do you guys go through and regularly maintain charge lead bullets? Is that something that you guys check often? Because yeah, I just put a little little extra epoxy on the blue. That's after it's cracked. On the blue. <laughs> That's fair. The housings do crack quite a bit too. Yeah. But nope. I I don't know. I don't, I don't have been. to do anything anymore. I'm just, like seriously, the, there's no wear items with the XT 150s. I mean, I I read. What are you talking about? Like Jesse was saying, do you go? I mean, you know, how often do you have to go back? I haven't had to replace one from from wear or burning out or anything yet. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's, but you haven't been running them for more than this yeah, season, a, have you? I got charging leads that are like four years old. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for, no, for what it's yeah, worth, these my are, charging these are leads don't years. get beat that's up. That's true. So I, I don't, I haven't done what you've done, Jesse, because, and I do look at my charge leads often, and they're not nasty. But I, I also don't, yeah, don't it, use cage style. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't so much the EC5 connectors. Those are actually pretty decent. I, I have replaced a couple of those over the years, because I've been using EC5s for quite a few seasons. And so I have replaced a few of the EC5s over the years. It was mostly the ones that go into the charger that you just never, see, you know, you never see, you never. Oh, I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't looked at them in a long time, and it must have happened at some oh, point over like the last the banana, season. Like the, the, the banana bananas? plugs. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They go into oh, the charger. Oh wow, dude! It must have happened at some point over last season where I don't know. I pulled them out of the charger for some reason. If I. To, to lift up the deck on my charging case, I do have to pull the banana plugs out of the charger to lift up the deck on the case. So it could have been I had the battery still plugged in. They touched. It, you know, at, I was at the field looking at a power supply and whatnot, and I just plugged them back in because I needed to keep charging for the rest of that day. And, well, they haven't been unplugged since or whatnot. But, yeah, so that's where I noticed most of the – at some point, they must have shorted right there. Oh, wow. So – yeah, I mean, the, the EC5 should somewhere, but you're going to get, like, kind of, you know, same conversations last week with any cage style connector. I think over enough cycles, you're going to see that part start to uh, start to wear out. Hey, I got a question. Since we're speaking yeah. about this and, and resoldering, I saw a mm-hmm. discussion where I, I didn't realize, and I don't know if this is just this particular discussion and this group of people. But they a lot of they were talking about soldering EC5s, and someone asked, "Hey, you know what? What solder do you use?" And you got the typical, uh, you know, sixty forty rosin core, blah blah blah. But then a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I yeah, used to run that. No way, running all um, lead free now, all silver solder and EC5s." And I was going, "Wow, okay." I mean, it makes sense, but I would think that would be kind of a... Why does it make sense? Yeah, I was going to ask, why does it make sense? Well, because so many people are desoldering them. It increases the melting point. 
will just I... learn how to freaking solder so that you don't have a shitty connection. That's true. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, Holy if we crap. Well, but you know, you, if they've look, got, wait a minute, though. Okay, hold on. If you've got, you've got silver solder on the other end of the wire that's mounted on the speed that's controller. That's what I was just going to say. That's what they're using in uh, Why wouldn't you use the best solder that you could on the connector end? It's not a matter of best. It's a matter of application. If you are desoldering a lead tin solder, then you need to work on either your connector and wire sizing or your soldering technique. Could have a dirty tip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, tip. dude, I'm not against using silver solder. Great. If that's what you guys want to use, it's a lot bigger of a pain in the ass to solder especially mm -hmm. on big, large-gauge wires because you need to keep stuff a heck of a lot well, hotter. So it makes I, it much more challenging to not get a cold solder joint with silver solder yeah, that's what unless you've got say. a freaking 400-watt soldering iron. I would think that could actually pose more problems, just like Justin said, trying to do the silver yeah. solder. So potentially cause more problems by application error, even though it might be better if done properly yeah i mean it's kind of subjective isn't it yeah the the difference in resistance of a lead tin and silver solder is so small for these connections that i think you're uh you're splitting hairs well i think what's my guess is what's happening is people are just over overusing and over amping their ec5 so then the ec5 connection builds up a bunch of heat mm -hmm. and desolders yep. the bullet right then you got to move up to uh six millimeters and i think I mean, that's uh, why we talked people about are this last larger. week the ec5 is only 120, 120. amps continuous yeah but i think that's why they're doing it it's so, so that they're just thinking well if a I'm desoldering regular solder, and if I won't desolder this other solder, then everything's okay now. My yeah. guess is that's the theory. I'll, you're just masking yeah. the actual problem. Yeah. I just thought bring it up. I saw it. Yeah. Sorry for getting pissy, but that one kind of... I was like, but, wait so a minute, Justin, what? <laughs> I mean, is it so? What's the point then of using it on the other end of the wire that's connected to the speed controller, the higher temp stuff on this on the circuit board? What do you mean? Well, aren't they using a higher like on a castle yeah. ESC on the board? Isn't it a higher temp solder? I don't know. I don't yeah. know what their solder spec is. It's always okay. silver solder. It's a it's a hot. It's a it is higher temperature. Solder I know because sure. I've tried to swap so you out can't wires. Get it off. <laughs> yeah. It, your, your soldering iron just says Yeah, that. but it may not be a silver solder. You can get different compositions of tin lead and yeah. still get a uh, a different melting temperature. Mm -hmm. I think what Jesse's saying is if they use something... They're using a higher, a higher a solder with a higher melting temperature. Though, why would you not... Than like a 60-40. Why would you not match that? Because... Because you don't know what it is. How do you match it? You need to. You don't know. 
you well for one yeah i agree i don't know that we know i mean it sound it's speculation whether or not they're using a higher temperature solder but even if they it's are it's not speculation cuz i've tried to desolder uh, they, i can assure you okay so let's just say they're <laughs> using a high temperature i promise you solder. i was sitting there <laughs> swearing at my castle 120 trying to after i cut that wire just a little too short <laughs> it's a lot higher Okay, that's fine, but that doesn't mean that you need to follow that up with your connections. No, and the, I I completely agree. I guess I was just curious what it what the explanation would be for that, if if any. There might not be a good explanation. It might be that's what we had on the shelf. I don't uh, know. no, it's it's likely that it has to do with how they process things. I mean, a lot of these okay. boards, you know, it depends on who's making it. Uh, but a lot of these boards are not hand populated or soldered. They're mm-hmm. either wave soldered or selective soldered, which is a big machine where you run the, the circuit board through it and it basically squirts molten solder into the spots where it needs to be soldered down and that's it. And so yeah. maybe that's what they've got in their machine. Could it be? I mean, there is, there's reasoning behind it, but yeah. it's not because they are afraid of desoldering the connection. Mm-hmm. Really? Interesting. Hmm. So is that your week, Jesse? No. So the so the other thing I did this week. <laughs> oh, these I'm gonna come up with a crazy topic for my week. Well, <laughs> these, I see these things. He brought it these up. Are, this is good. No, People I like want to know this these is things. a great conversation. I'm Screw our it. show yeah. layout. It's more important to talk yeah. about the shit when it pops that, into my head. That's yeah. right. <laughs> show layout. You guys are killing me. Okay. Oh, okay. whatever. So no, 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 no. I, go I, with I, the like, flow. Topic. <laughs> I yeah. did do something else this week, fairly minor. But last weekend, I was messing around with my 3D printer again, and I was actually printing out some emblems for my truck. I was like, you know, I should really start messing around with some some heli parts again and stuff. And so I started doing some uh, 3D modeling of a little, you know, just something small on the E7 to hold an on-off switch so that I can turn on and off the cooling fan for the ESC. Yeah. So uh, I'm working on that in SolidWorks currently, but it was kind of cool just use, you know, using the, the printer last week and just thinking, man, I should really, really use this for some more little you know, heli gadgets and heli parts here and there. And uh, yeah, so I, I was just curious. So when looking at your helicopter, at least from when I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what am I going to print on my printer? It's, it prints, you can do PLA or ABS and Honestly, with the, the 3D modeling, you can nearly print whatever you can think of. Have you made a, seriously? Have you printed a cock and balls yet? Oh, geez. No, I still, <laughs> I still have not. You're going to have a tough time explaining that 3D model when you, you know, your wife walks around the corner. <laughs> and it's halfway done printing. <laughs> It's I can't building stop the it. tip. I can't stop it. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? <laughs> Why would that be difficult to explain to your wife? I <laughs> don't know in your world, Justin, but in mine, in I feel your like it world, would. it probably would not be difficult. My, my wife would be would like, be like Honey, I should have known it would have been the first damn thing you'd yeah. print when you got this. <laughs> Justin's like, crap, it's only an eight. It can only print eight by eight by eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry go ahead no so i yeah i'm design you know designing a little switch holder but i was just curious i know dan you've messed around with 3d printing a little bit i don't know if you've done any heli parts or not 
um, stuff that's that's useful. But <laughs> that was not a slam. That was a, that was a definite that was, slam. I kind of feel like everything that was is useful. That was a sincere question <laughs> you from, know, an, like oh, from an uninformed awesome. party. Anything that's useful. On helicopters. No, we bought we bought all of our three D printers to do cock and balls. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was. Yeah, we got a big envelope. Why three like D printed by when you can by see and see that dude out of aluminum? Uh, twelve by twelve by twelve. So yeah. life size, right? Well, <laughs> sure. For some of us. Nah. I, I was specifically stressing like the helicopter. Me. I measure a metric, so it's probably. I have made parts for my heli on okay. the printer. Yes. <laughs> useful parts yes i use them i sent okay. some to nick nick saw him he used them oh, you checked Dan, both of Dan's the boxes it's getting pretty beat up on this one i'm trying to move this along and you guys are still all wrapped okay. up in the cock and balls you're that not gonna all. move this along that was all it was just a it, it was just a i'm horrible at thinking of stuff to make and if any listeners out there are printing some cool stuff for their helis i've i got a 3d printer and Antenna wire holders. And? Yeah, that mounts on the boom. I did think of that one. Yeah. And little wire clips to route your wires. Dan, oh, I heard you talking about that, but I haven't ever seen them. Dan's got some sick ones. You could just send me the file. I could, actually. I've got several different sizes. (laughs) (laughs) They are useful. They're they're really cool. I've printed about 100 of them at a time. Nice. I totally vouch. I think they're a stellar design. That's all. End of week. week. Is that your week? (laughs) End of week. That's it, huh? I'm almost afraid to ask you, Justin. All right. Who can I interrupt next? With all the time and money you put into your hobby, the last thing you want to do is throw away your flight experience on bad blades. From the feel of the heli in the air to its appearance on the ground, Which blades you choose to bolt on is one of the most important decisions you have to make. That's why you need to put those old and busted blades to the side and make the switch to some new hotness. Brought to you by Burt Kammerer of BK Designs, switch rotor blades are sure to put the finishing touches on your heli. Whether you're into sport flying, hard 3D, or F3C, Switch rotor blades will get the job done on everything from a 250 to an 800 class heli. And we're not just talking about main blades here. Switch has tail blades and night blades too. So stop wasting your time not flying the last brand of blades you'll ever need and make the switch today. www.switchrotorblades.com Oh boy, my my week actually. <laughs> Who can you interrupt? <laughs> God damn it, Nick! I just let you know it's coming. My week has actually been really boring. I haven't had an opportunity to fly. My son has been sick most of the week, and I've actually had to stay out of work for the last two days to uh, nurse him back to health, if you will. So uh, that uh, anyone who has kids this age understands that when you're home with them, the only time you have to do really anything is when they are taking a nap. And that's when I was doing actual work, like my job. So not much going on in the heli world this week. I did get some stuff sold. 
So uh, I put up, let's see here, I put up a handful of 12S packs that I had lying around that I just haven't been using. Uh, they're, they're perfectly fine, good IRs still, and sold those. And I also, oh, so, so I was digging through... I was digging through the garage, and, and as we talked about a couple of episodes, I'm in the slow process of kind of cleaning it up and getting it reorganized since it's winter time. And I happened upon a couple of boxes of spare parts. So I start going through them, and actually some of it was really good. Like I had some Goblin 770 parts that I was missing that just ended up in this random-ass box. But what was also in there is a bunch of Whiplash stuff. So I figured, you know what, I'm never going to use this again. Uh, I am not, I don't get nostalgic about that crap. So I decided to put those up for sale. And uh, also an Edge 813 single blade. Because when I wow. had the 770. <laughs> when I, I had pulled the... out all the stops on oh, that one, yeah, did Yeah, man. <laughs> Straight to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but you 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 joke, and yet every single thing that I've put up this week has sold within a day or two, except for that blade. I don't think anyone out there is looking for an, a single edge 813, but I'm also not in a rush. I mean, what am I going to do with it? It's not like it's burning a hole in my pocket or anything <laughs> like that, so yeah. Anyway... Uh, little bit of selling no buying haven't bought anything yet however i did receive a heli package this week and it was from howard tan from gowie who sent me the updated uh fuselage for the r5 now i say updated only because it has one different feature and that is the feature that prevents the canopy from popping up while flying and getting all scratched and torn up by the rotor head because of how close it is so uh, now they basically have put what amounts to two uh, backing nuts like pem nuts in the tail portion of the fuselage and then two holes in the top uh, left and right side of the main front canopy in the back by the magnets and so once you put everything together you just screw these two little screws in and it holds everything down really nice and tight so that was pretty cool. I was not expecting that. So thank you. Uh, thank you to Howard. And that brings me to the other thing that I've been working on, which is finishing the write up on the Gowie review. So if everything happens as expected and I am going to push hard to get it done, uh, then we'll be doing the Gowie review. Hopefully next week. I'd like to. Nice. So episode 210 will be the R5. Nice. Beyond that, uh, I have been, let's see here. Well, we talked about no flying, but uh, I've been flying the sim. Back to speed practice on the sim and a little bit of 3D since the weather's been so freaking crappy and I haven't had a chance to get out and actually fly. I feel like I got to continue to practice since we're now T minus less than what? Three weeks? Three weeks to OHB? Oh, my gosh. Holy crap, dude. Trying not to think about it. Ugh. You're trying not to think about it? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because he's pissed off. I'm not going. 
Hello. Hey, man, live on the <laughs> edge. The go get yourself a here? set of tickets. Let's go. You know what? You never know. If you fly with me again, we might get to see another bearded lady. That's fair. That is That was a spectacularly wonderful bearded lady. But is it is it worth a $1,400 plane ticket? Justin's going to buy it, so I don't give a shit. Oh, there you I'm go. Not, I'm not buying you Justin, shit, Justin, you buying dude. us all plane tickets? I'll Whoa. buy you a, I'll buy you a coffee at the airport. Yeah, I don't think the, I like that. About the price of a plane ticket. <laughs> it is about the price of a plane ticket. So, yeah. was that it? You excited? Uh, the I am excited. Um, I... I'm not prepared, but it is what it is. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, hopefully everything works out. The other thing, though, that I've been working on, I busted out my old school Arduino board. And uh-oh. uh-oh, yeah. So what I'm messing with right now is a timing system for speed flying. And so, actually, Jesse and I kind of talked about it uh, earlier this year at our Fun Fly uh, about how to streamline things a little bit better so it's easier to do than the little stopwatch system that we used at our event. Right. So, what I've got so far is an Arduino system that has basically two momentary triggers uh, that you put at either end of the field. And that starts and stops a timer at center stage so that we can actually read the times remotely without having to click stopwatches. So, you know, the people sitting there looking at the pylon and waiting for the heli to cross will click the button and that will either start or stop the time that is being displayed on the computer at center stage, depending on what direction the the heli was going. Uh, so that was my baseline. I wanted to give that a try. Just and actually, it came together pretty easily. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to give that a try to see whether it's practical and it makes sense. But in doing so, I'm now screwing around with uh, some other stuff that could be quite a bit better. Uh, going away from the camera system approach that they currently use and seeing whether I can use sound to do it. Interesting. Yeah. So I've picked up a couple of sound sensors and I'm working on a code that would basically record the sound and then do some math on it and and determine where the peak in the sound level is. And that peak would then represent a closest approach to the pylons and would start the timer or stop the timer. Nice. So we'll see. That's my, like, hardcore super heli nerd project right now. I feel like there needs to be a limbo bar. For the speed helis? Yeah. Why? Why not? I mean, make it exciting. Because there would be a lot more carnage. That you have to go through. (laughs) A a burning hula hoop. A five-foot diameter hula hula hoop. Fire. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That'd be cool. Someone went to Nitro Circus recently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Now, hey, see what the speed heli the should do is it should it should come down from a stall turn, hit a ramp, 
jump up, flip twice through a burning hula hoop of fire, all while pirouetting. I'm just saying that if a paraplegic can backflip a dirt bike, you sons of bitches should be able to fly like under 80 feet. Dude, we fly under 80 feet all the time. Yeah. No, not when you're landing and taking off. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, Jesse. Buzzing. No, <laughs> I want to see, like, the rules should state that the helicopter has to be between 20 feet and, oh, shit, <laughs> at all times during the run. <laughs> now, that makes once a little bit of carnage. Man. That would be very exciting, and I would help promote that. And be an advocate sponsor. Be an advocate for the hobby. Yes. I would promote that a lot. Justin, okay. you're being mighty quiet. Just I'm, like that. I'm just I'm waiting for Nick to finish. <laughs> <laughs> he did he did make good on his promise to interrupt. He did. Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah, of course. So does that wrap your week up then or what the hell? That's Can it. We move on? It's been boring as hell. As a podcast, we love to be involved with companies that love to give back to the heli community just as much as we do. Ken from Lower Heli does an outstanding job at keeping us flying at all the Northwest Heli fun flies. He offers a great selection of a line, goblin, and even those that, you know, shall not be named. With so much to offer, he can keep you flying as well. Combine this with fast shipping, excellent service. It really is a full package deal. Be sure to check them out at lowerheli.com for all of your helicopter needs. My week uh, wasn't much more exciting, although um, the research into the gasser side of things is further developing. And I have got some final prices on some stuff. And um pretty sure that's gonna be happening here soon. And are you gonna give us details? <laughs> I I can't. Well tease us, dude. I did last week. One of them's gonna be an E seven hundred. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. E seven hundred, what motor? Uh TRM thirty. What pipe? What pipe? Uh the the one that Carrie's making. TRM uh, power pipe. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. It's louder. Coleman or gasoline? What's that? Coleman or gasoline? You know, I think I'm going to try the Coleman. I really am. I think I'm going to try like it. it. Hot dog or weed eater? That's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't Oil? know. I, I, yeah. I. Is there a performance difference? Between the Coleman and the gasoline, or is it sixes? No, nah, I I don't think it's noticeable. The small I, small amount I've messed with it. I I mean I've been do I did Coleman mostly, right. but and I gave you shit about it. Yep, but it's a lot better because your freaking heli room doesn't stink like a I don't have a heli room. What do you have? A trailer. I know, but okay. So when was the last time you accidentally left? You know, maybe a gallon of gas. Dude, or, I had uh, two gassers in that trailer that Nick is driving around in, and I never had any issues with gas. Okay. Well, then use gas, dude. Well, I just don't know. I think I'm going to try them both and see what happens. Can you switch I, back and forth? 
Uh, no, I don't think you can. Once you start with one, you're kind of stuck with it. I no think no way. Uh, you can't just retune. Honky. I, it doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. Ask that's Harry. A wise tale. It's Harry, send me an email. Tale. Let me know. <laughs> He's listening. <laughs> I can't believe you guys listen to anything that I say. Nick, did you take your meds today? <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. What the I, fuck is are you, going did you skip, on? Did you skip a I, dose today, geez. Nick? <laughs> I missed a week. <laughs> it's obvious. <laughs> a whole week. A whole week. I had to go. I haven't. Yeah, I didn't have anyone to talk to. So, suck so it. you're taking you it out on us. With it. Suck it, Trebek. So, um, toying around with uh, the idea of trying out some new fly bar stuff like fly barred some controllers oh fly yes. bar less yeah fly bar less okay yeah and yeah we'll see what Dude, are they you're a difficult conversationalist you really need <laughs> to give us more i can't give you more oh come why on why not dude because i just can't I'd, oh man, you're killing me here. Really? Because <laughs> I want to lay it all on you at one time. How does that sound? Okay. I mean, yes. Yes. That's awkward. It is awkward. <laughs> Can't ease into it. Like, <laughs> I don't we, ever ease into it, Jesse. We're just the tip. No. He just jams <laughs> it right in there. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I'm. I've did a little work. I. I. The, of course, I took my scooter out of the trailer because I have to. Right. We talked about that last week. Uh, did a. Did, just doing some work on some nitro stuff. I'm trying to get that second nitro built, Nick. The one that. Uh, that I picked up when I was at yep. your place. I got the motor built for it, and I need a tailcase. <laughs> Again. Well, I had a tailcase at Othello. Yeah. Justin and I were playing with. And it's gone. Playing playing with how? In the wind. Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, so that's that really all fun, I need dude. to get that, that one gone. That's when Justin stuck his finger in it. That's when it was right. like, Dude, we had that thing up to like 4,500 RPM. I stuck my RPM. finger in it because you dared me to, you D-bag. What? And you did it? No, <laughs> that does not make me the <laughs> D-bag. I dare that you to you the D-bag. Yeah, I dare you. Yeah. So yeah, I got the. I'm almost got that one ready to go, and um, not a lot of time to fly because, of course, it's dark when I leave, and it's dark when I get back. And I've been working on Saturdays, so the the whole daytime. Who? Why, why do we still do daylight savings and shit? Why do we? Why do we still do that? It seems antiquated to me. But it wouldn't really matter because in a month it'd still be dark when you went home from work. Yeah, but that's a month. And the days after December, like what, 22nd? They start to get longer again. Mm-hmm. So It's dumb. It's yeah. really, really dumb. I've yeah. been thinking about the design on the trailer that I want to get. Another trailer. Yeah. I need, 14 more, I need four more feet for my scooter. I need four more inches. <laughs> I... No. We, just, we can't oh take you anywhere, God. Nick. We <laughs> oh, just can't take you anywhere. What the hell is going on tonight? <laughs> oh, that was that was God. on point. Let me tell you. I uh, 
I'm a little mm. pissed off at you guys, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I sent you a leak to a video and you didn't even respond. I watched it. I was working. They're making me do it all the time now. It's horseshit. They're making you work now? What would you yeah, think of are. it, Jesse? What did I think of the uh, the video? Yeah. I thought it was it was well done. There were some really cool shots in there. We uh, What we're talking I about, guys, is uh, Skyfish. It. We did a promotional video, and it's a nice short one. I'll be getting a link up that some of that somewhere. Uh, we'll probably put it in the show notes just for giggles. Uh, just kind of show you kind of what I've been up to. No, I don't think I will. But I will. Oh, you? Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I don't. I was pretty sure you weren't going to do it. Yeah, I'm like I'm not putting that in the show notes. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool, and none of you guys said anything. So screw you all, you three. I'm sorry. Thanks for I was support. Working, I'll watch it. I will go watch it, it. I haven't it, it had was, a chance. I've been it was dealing good, with but a like sick you kid. said, like you said, it was short. Ed. There, there could have been a little. Well, that's just a. a more, the, I don't know why a they're teaser, calling this was, a sizzler. I don't, I don't know what that means, but that's what the production people are calling sizzler. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. They need to get out more. Well, they, I, I guess. They're the ones that <laughs> have a degree in that shit. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's what they're calling it. We got four more videos. That's just the first one. And what I don't do know you why call the next that. one? <laughs> the next one's called The Interviews. Oh, okay. Sizzler. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have some of those out pretty soon as well. So that's going pretty good. I'm excited about that. I'm. I even saw you in there once, Dan. Twice. Yeah, a couple times actually. Oh, dude, you let them videotape you. I really had yeah. no choice. You didn't have a choice. Okay. Just like I never have a choice when you guys put me on video. Yep. That's true. Did you? You did notice though that I was in the background on both those shots. Yeah, you were not the. Prime subject. Yeah. Intentional that way. Uh, Yeah. Not, you know, kind of a quick week. Not a lot of heli stuff. Weather sucks. Snow. Blizzard. You know, zero visibility. Fighting snow on the way home from work a couple nights this week. But uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. Soon. I hope soon I have a bunch of heli news. Dump all over you guys. I am ready forward to it, dude. I am too. I will tell you, it is all gasser, all gasser all the time. And um, I asked, I did have somebody want to uh, buy one of my seven hundreds from me. I got a random email. <laughs> I don't know because I said something about selling uh something last week and somebody sent me an email thought I was saying I was sell, trying to sell my nitro uh, 700 I don't think I'll ever sell that I like it too much I was gonna say I would buy it from you well, I'd sell it to you Justin yeah yeah what do you want to pay for it I don't know what do you want me to pay for it thousand bucks nope dude it's got everything in it BK servos all the shit Tarek no no dude all I want is the airframe and the motor Dan, he's got to wait till he sells that A13 first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'll, that'll put him on the dude, tipping that'll point. Put, that'll put me over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's my week. Do we have any news? Just get right into it. Do we have any news this week? Yes. 
Do you wish there was a fly barless system that could make you throw down like a pro? Well, now there is. The Spartan Vortex Fly Barless System is offering some of the most advanced features seen on the market today, making sure that you will be flying like a pro in no time. So what are you waiting for? Go and get your Vortex Fly Barless System today. Results may vary based on pitch, response time, age, head speed, brand of heli, time of the year, crash budget, number of friends cheering you on, size of helicopter, temperature, wind, servos, weight of heli, willingness to take risks. Contact your favorite hobby shop about getting your Spartan Fly Barless system today. For more information, check out www.bkdesignsllc.com. This of week's news is brought to you by Superiority. DudeManLarry.com. Yes, I love that. <laughs> what do you got for news, Nick? I Ooh. just got here. That's your news? That's well, it? No, I was having <laughs> left-click problems. I thought everyone had started, and so I, I, someone else put it up. Quit dicking with me. Looks like they dropped the price on the Revelectrics GT500. Holy crap, they did. Yes, sir, they did. That was a little more than a price drop. $139.95. Well, $20, bucks. yeah, dude. Do we know, what, what was it previously? 159 Yep. I think it's cool. It's like 12.5%. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, not, and this is not like a, like a promotional code or anything like that. They just decided to drop the price. I dig it. I think it's cool. It's a great little charger. And um, if you didn't, um, we did the review on that. And we remember the number? Episode number? 207. Sure. Go back that and listen one. to that if you're kind of curious. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder what this means. Are they just dropping the price because they think it's an appropriate adjustment? Could it mean that something else is coming up? Well, I don't know. I think that I agree. I mean, obviously, I think anytime you're going to drop a price, it's cool. But I agree with the price drop. Um, I feel like it was a just a tad overpriced because of the output wattage yeah. that it's got. So I feel that this gets it down into, you know, just a little bit. Brings just it more a, in line. Yeah, yeah. More in line with with the power output. So I maybe it was just a, you know, we think we might have been wrong a little bit. One of those adjustments. Which is good. Yeah. That's fair. So what is this? Who, who put, well, Justin, I'm going to guess. What? Did you put this Gowie FPV thing in there? First of all, why would you guess that it was me that put it in there? I did, but I want to know I, your reasoning. I just, because you're a Gowie fanboy now. I just that knew is it. A load of shit, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I am offended. It's Gowie. You bastards. Seemed a little gay. Felt like you. Oh, man. I don't even know how to respond in a way that wouldn't be taken wrong. So you're saying air. that Nick, I'm did right? Did you get dehydrated running up and down the stairs before we started? Yeah. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's out of it. Too. Are you feeling a little woozy? Okay. I'm feel a little woozy over here. <laughs> no, I, I put this up because I always creep Facebook for news and there hasn't been a lot of news out. So, no, nah, there hasn't. This really. thing popped up earlier today and it says that Gowie is, is coming out with a new. Uh, new division called Eclipse FPV. 
So they're doing FPV for uh, quad racing. They're apparently going to have two new FPV quads that they're going to be unveiling soon. And they are sponsoring the Multi-GP 2015 Championship in Orlando, Florida. Now, I don't know when. Let's see. Wait a minute. December 4th to 6th. Wait a minute. That is the same time that OHB is running. So is this happening at OHB? Could it be? I have no idea. Oh, right I here. haven't heard Starting anything. on December 4th to 6th, we will be on the same site at the Orlando Heli Blowout. Where? Where? <laughs> Dude. How? There's you so... guys are going to do a speed cup, FPV racing, and a fun fly all in that field? This is officially going to get awesome because I think they would need to do it all at the same time. A lot of carnage. Yeah. Wow, that... Uh, An FPV speed cup. Holy crap. I don't know how we're going to fit it, but great. Huh. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, FPV racing is becoming pretty big, so I figured it was worthwhile news to bring up, but I didn't expect that I was going to uh, be douched by my friends over <laughs> the uh, it's fact a, that it happens who to Who would be you a rather be douched by, a stranger or your friends? Uh, and it depends. Yeah. You had to put too much thought into that. No one. It depends. No it's, one douches you like I douche you. Come on now. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I didn't even mean that in a weird way. Well, I don't know. Kind that of was just a like weird. Weird. Like, I feel like I just, no one could really. Very weird. I, no one, <laughs> I'm getting really uncomfortable, and I don't get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even know weird. what you're referring to. I mean, but... no one can really dig into the heart of you like I can. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes jetty jokes like I make jetty jokes. That is true. That is absolutely That's true. Good point. That's what I meant. So don't take it out of context. So uh, on the on along the lines of of the actual news topic, the FPV quad racing. Are any of you guys like remotely interested in this? Because I know I I am. I've I've thought. Yes. Numerous times. This would be freaking awesome. I would be, but if I lived in an area where it was actually like big. Yeah, like Oregon. I mean, like if you had yeah, four or five guys get together That'd and a lot do of FPV race, that would be This a is hoot. why I bought another one last winter as a winter project and sold it when the season started because there was no one around me that was doing it at the time. Yeah. At the time, so, but now there's a ton of people around you doing it. Well, okay, that I agree, and so that's why I'm not against giving it yet another try, and in the last year, the airframes and the equipment have grown and standardized quite a bit yep. more, so I don't feel like I got to go and buy a, you know, a clone of a clone of a clone and yep. hope I get lucky, but, I mean, let's let's face it. If you're not racing with other people, then really all it is is like looking at an empty field through goggles. Yeah, I, I agree. But like the Star Wars FPV obstacle. I don't know. I think you could make it interesting by yourself. You know, like going like through trees and shit in a park. Yeah. Safely? In a park? Oh, when? When? Who brought the word safe? Remember, there's the no one in Montana. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yes. Yeah, the yeah, parks around here, himself. Dan, I, I couldn't do that. Totally That's what I was going to say. Like, there are no guys, trees at my field. <laughs> totally fucking hate you guys. 
<laughs> Swear to God. I don't know why. Why do I do this every week? Seriously. <laughs> God damn it. Every week I subject myself to this bullshit. Every week. I got to ask myself why. Where's the payoff? You guys are assholes. You guys are assholes. No, I didn't, but seriously, for the record, I didn't say that. Just so I didn't either. I wasn't. I don't part have of trees at my field. Uh, you, okay, this time you might not have said it. Fair. Every other time. Fair. I don't have a desire. How about that? I, I I'm interested, but I I think I'd lose interest in it real quick. I I don't know. I still I feel like with. Uh, you know, with with life and work and family and all that, and and just the podcast, I I feel like I my time is still really valued, and I just I love flying. I didn't say anything about time, having time for it. I just said <laughs> yeah, interest. It would be interesting to do. <laughs> well, I don't have time for it either. I don't have time for it at all. It's not even <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> I don't even have time to build the friggin' thing, even so if it comes ready to fly. It's in. Well, okay. Now I on that, I barely have time for what I want to do as it is. Yeah. So okay, if <laughs> exactly. you're gonna go there, then yeah, I think it's super cool. <laughs> but <laughs> but I because I do think. I mean, I get it. I'm not. I do not. I will not knock FPV racing. I mean, I joke about it for a second, but seriously. I think it's. I think it, the whole concept of it is bitching. I think it's a just a really cool thing. Um, I I think it's great for the RC community uh, because it's something fresh. It's something new. It helps keep RC in general alive. I mean, let's face it. On it. We're not out there, uh, you know, cranking out new sailplane members every day. So we got to come up with something new. And I th- I think that part of it is great. I personally don't have, it's not going to, it's not going to overtake helis for me. And since I only have a certain amount of time, that means that helis are going to come first. The other thing that I think is really cool about it is it's driving people getting together. Because yes, I, I think it's one of those things that's it's not a whole lot of fun to do by yourself. It's, it's forcing people to get together with a group of friends and you know FPV race where helis it doesn't always force you to get together with a group of friends and that's honestly when I, I think I have the most fun with helis you know is fun flies and hanging out with the yeah, guys you so. know yeah, but that's the shitty part about it because if you actually do it a couple of times and you like it now the only time you can enjoy it is if you get a large enough group of people together yeah double edged sword yeah yeah well, now it becomes a, a well no okay yes and no but maybe you want to go out and do a little bit of practice on your own i would think that you would be maybe more apt to push yourself during the practice time maybe i don't know yeah, i could see that what do you think I mean, Dan? You're, you're competing yeah multi-rotors yeah okay let's <laughs> pretend I don't want to deal with multi-rotors in my spare time. Yeah, I know. Not at all. I, don't, I can't good even point. ask you good that point. question fairly because you do. You stare at them all day. Yeah. I mean, if I could figure out a way to make money on them, I'd love to do it. <laughs> no. 
You remember how you used to just do stuff for fun? When did I did I ever do that? Yeah, wait. Remember back? I think I think there was a time, yeah. Would you, I mean, would you have fun if it was all if it was all four of us out there? Oh, you you damn right. That dude, that would be That if, would be I'm telling you, that awesome. would be freaking awesome. If there were a just a group like two or three other guys here that were doing it, I mean, I would not it would not be I mean, it, literally once every couple weeks. Mhm. Just get together for an afternoon. Absolutely. But it certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't be like collecting them and and tweaking them. (laughs) Collecting them and (laughs) trading them like Pokemon cards. Petting them and calling them George and shit. No, I'm not doing that. But it would be fun to, you know, especially if I could just find like a package that it's everything's there and I could just build it in one afternoon. Okay, now that's funny because with all the stuff that we build and how like personalized and customized we like to get into our specific stuff i would have zero desire to build one like mm-hmm. i want that i want that shit like bind and fly just put the goggles on and fly it yep yeah it, it's getting big though there's a lot of people that are into it that's for sure uh, big championships with like $25,000 purses and I'm watching some of the videos going, man, these guys are getting good. I would drive that sucker in. Holy cow. And I'm sure they do have a lot of crashes, but that's what's kind of cool. Cost-wise, once you get there, it's not that bad. Yeah, they handle crashes really well. <laughs> so they're not too expensive. Do we have any other news? My God. You guys are killing me. Nope. Oh, come on. That's it. Oh. That's all I had. That's it. Wait a minute. Nick didn't have any news this week? No, dude. Those were my newses. Your newses? <laughs> <laughs> news I. Hooked Phonics worked for no, me. No, that was it. I was I, I usually collect my news before and you remember? Left click. You gotta click be able to click to get the news. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty guys, this week's news is brought to you by superiority.com. You have any web shit you need done, dude, man, Larry, give him a call. He can fix ours. He yeah, fix he can fix ours. He, he can, can fix work wonders. That's right. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got a topic this week. What do we want to talk about? Want to rant a little bit about uh, some nitro stuff? Who does nitro anymore? Is that? Do they even yeah. make that shit anymore? Oh heck yeah, they do. Do they? Who's who's that? Jesse, you're you're still flying nitro. I I still have an I still have a nitro. Yeah. That well, let's let's clarify. I still have a nitro that I've flown within the last month. I've flown mine in the last month too. Smart oh, that's ass. Right, you did those demos. <laughs> Dang it, smart ass. See what you're trying to do there, and it backfired on you. You are I, coming I on pretty strong this episode. I like I did. it. I did. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. No, I, I definitely still have, still have a nitro, Dan. Just one. How about you, Justin? Did you get your nitro woes figured out? No, dude, I am still doing the research. I Well, oh actually, you know gosh. what? I'm not doing the research anymore. I'm not doing the research. I want a damn nitro. I'm pretty sure I know which one it would be. Align. And I just haven't decided to actually pull the trigger because I don't know if I want to do that instead of the protos. Plain and simple. That's it. That's where it comes down so to. So you're just going to stop thinking about it one That's day? It. 
one day you're just going to decide, you're just going to wake up one morning you and You put say, us yep. through three weeks of hell, and then you just don't buy one? That's a cock tease right there is what that is. Is it? Not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It's like, that's like a helly version of blue balls. The thing is, I got to make sure that I get through OHB without any major issues, and then on the other side of that, I will decide to pull the trigger on something. Huh. How about you, Nick? What are your thoughts on Nitro these days? I am ready. <laughs> not sure what that means. Can you elaborate oh. just a little bit? Oh, no, I'm you're I, ready. To- <laughs> you're ready to finish your sentence? <laughs> no, I'm ready. It's a. It's. It's really kind of, kind of festered back up lately you know i i'll be honest all last all last year i had my moments you know watching jesse fly out like at sagebrush in the evening or whatever and i had the moments where it was like oh yeah that would be nice but i really didn't miss it that much last year and that's hard to say because it's hard to hear um, but I feel like this, I've been thinking about it a lot more and more. I mean, a lot more and more, especially when Justin kind of started talking about it himself and what motor, and then it just got me thinking about, oh yeah, God, man, I remember that, you know, that, that pull of the YS, that grunt of the YS mm-hmm. when it's cool outside and we got, we're talking about tuning and pipes and all and the that. golden hour. Yeah, and it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, there it is, there it is, there it is. I'm, you know, uh, the cool part is I am free to get whatever nitro that I want if I wanted to get one. So as much as I pitched Justin crap about it the last week, it has been mildly entertaining to sit back and listen to him do all of the research you know, kind of do all the grunt work and talk about weights and reliability and that sort of a thing. I I really hope that SAB does one, honestly. And that's not, I mean, to me, it, it's kind of like, you know, eh, whatever. I hope that they do, though. And my reason, my reason for it is... A, it would just be really cool to share parts. I mean, let's be honest. You know what I mean? That that would be awesome. But because I'm not interested, I want nitro. Like, that's, that's what I want. I want a nitro. I'm not interested in all of the... I'm really just not interested with all the headaches that come about owning a new model. Does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, this one, you got to watch out for this on the tail. Or, oh, hey, don't forget this one up here. You're going to start seeing some wear. So you have to make sure and build this a very certain way. All of those little quirks that I don't care what manufacturer you have, everyone has one. That they- is the only reason thus far that I haven't pulled the trigger on anything. Because when you do the research, they've all got them, just like you said. Yeah, and that... Yep. And it's, that, it's you know, six, one, half dozen, the other. You get to choose your poison. 
Yeah, and do you that's... want one that's heavy and has this issue, or do you want one that's light but has this other issue, or this one's perfect in all respects, but you can't get parts for it, or this one's perfect even there, except it's ugly as hell. Yeah, and that that is the part. Oh, SAB is doing a nitro. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh. But that's the part that's not appealing to me, is the, you know, maybe it goes back to like our FPVs. FPV thing where it's just time you know I don't want to Mm -hmm. go through like if I got the part of me that wants a nitro wants to literally just go back out there and fly it and you know if I got to re-glue boom supports I mean that that's that's what goes along with it right yeah that's expected that's expected that's the stuff if I got to do a clutch once a year I'm I'm okay with that if I got to do you know three four fuel magnets I mean can I even get a fuel magnet anymore I don't know do they even make those things anymore? Yeah, and then do I go blo- like that stuff? Okay, I'll deal with that stuff because to me that's nitro. That's what comes along with it. But I'm really not interested in dealing with drivetrain issues, tail issues, that sort of a thing that yep. that go along with just a new model, a different brand. Now, hey, to all the people that maybe to all the people that fly Gowie X7s normally, any issue that they came across with the NX7 might be something they're already used to. So that then that part of it's not a big deal, but it, it wouldn't be what I'm used to. So that's the part of me that says, I really hope that SA, SAB follows through with the Nitro because then I don't have to so, worry about those other parts of it. Let me tell you what I'm hearing. And, and, in all seriousness, it kind of sounds like you're being a little nitpicky, and you're using Way that nitpicky. Uh, that nitpickiness as just a reason to not really deal with nitro at this point in your life. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, dude. you're the 100% only reason correct. I haven't pulled the trigger on one is that exact thing that Nick just described. Is like, oh man, I may, you know, I may have to deal with some challenges when really I've been sort uh, of made lazy by the electric side of things where I basically just build it and tune it and fly it and it's not a problem and now it's like oh shit you know I might have to drop the engine out of that heli a couple of times and balance something which is so straightforward Uh, and not a big deal Jesse's not buying it I can tell Um, well I'm just trying to figure out where so as, as far as you know nitpicking it apart and having to deal with issues where are you getting your information from exactly because, I mean, and I can only speak for the N7, but I've only had to deal with the nitro issues that Nick listed off as being acceptable nitro issues. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, I'm oh, not no. sure I understand what you're saying. Dude, I completely understand what he's saying. I know what Nick you're saying, but you I also do... call bullshit. What do you mean? Didn't you have the tail go out in that the was a build. That was a build there. But, okay, but you went through. That was something that you did. That you had to learn, and now will you ever do that mistake again? No, but that was a build. It. I mean, I don't put that against a model. I do because it's a part of something, a process that you have to learn for each specific model. So you would. So you're arguing that SAB will not have any of those. No, 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 perks. no, no. I'm not saying that they won't have any of those. I'm saying that, like, I am very comfortable 
with that helicopter all the way around. There's going to be a lot of... Well, 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 get this. I can pass that little tidbit of information, tighten down one screw, and then you're good to go, dude. <laughs> so no, there, I, there you go. I'm on, Not a I'm valid on board argument. With Dan. I'm on board with Dan. Like, I'm way on board. He is right. I am being super nitpicky because I've just been so spoiled. I'm not being nitpicky. I'm being lazy. Yeah, and that's that could that's be it right basically there. basically what it boils down to. Yeah. It's yeah. not nitpicking. Nitros not are just more work all the way around. I understand nitros oh, yeah. are more work. I haven't pulled the trigger because I'm not sure if I really want to commit to that. And un- unlike an FPV racing quad, which is a couple of hundred bucks and, ah, no big deal, I'll sell it. A nitro is a full 700 class heli and I've got, I don't have an engine laying around, so I got to go buy a new engine with a new pipe. There's 600 bucks easy, if not more right there, plus the airframe. Uh, Now, luckily I kept my nitro fuel and my starter equipment because I knew I wanted to get back to it, but it's just a much larger investment in time and money if at the end what I'm going to decide to do is get rid of it because it's not worth my time or just sit it on the bench when something comes up because I don't want to deal with it. But you got to ask yourself the question. All that stuff aside, is the enjoyment that you're going to get out of flying nitro that has soul, it's a living, breathing machine, isn't that, is that worth it? I mean, isn't that I worth it? I think it is. I think it is, and that's why I've really been, you know, in the last two weeks, I have easily been within a click or two of wanting to buy, of of getting the Protos Max until I started doing more research on the Nitro. And that's not at all, a, 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 a you know, a point against the Protos. I still want that. But the Nitro, it's just something that I feel like I've been missing. I, I sort of started in the hobby with Nitro. My first big models were Nitro models, and they yeah. are awesome. They do have that soul, and, uh, you know, I do like the tuning aspect of it. It's not a pain in the ass for me. It's just the, the thought of having to change from the regular approach of electric, which is, like we said, you know, throw it up in the air, it comes down a heli, And now throw a pack in it and go. But I'll tell you, Dan, one of the positives of the Nitro that I've really, it's been a plus for me thinking through this is right now, if I want to fly, I got, and I want to fly quick and easy, right? I basically have to charge up a handful of packs at home, which I don't have a handful, right? Because I only keep two or three packs per heli. And then throw the heli and the packs and the radio in the car, maybe some tools, and go out to the field. And then I can fly for a handful of flights. Generally not worth it. And I don't want to go the path of buying like 10 or 15 packs. With the nitro, all I got to do is throw a couple of gallons of fuel in there, two or three receiver packs, a radio and a starter, and I can go and fly all day. And okay, that's, so that's a big deal. I'm gonna completely call bullshit on that analogy. Why? Because you could go buy a bunch more packs for this same large price point that you're talking about getting back into nitro. 
and have a whole bunch more packs and go out there and fly a lot longer and even that out a lot. Even it out. I, I disagree. Don't think you're gonna beat it. I disagree. No, 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 no not beat it, it Jesse. No, no, no. I mean, but you could get it a lot closer. I mean, I know Justin's kind of like me, where it's like, man, if I get out to the field for a couple hours, I'm doing really good. You know what I mean? But you could probably, for that cost, I mean, to go throw two grand in packs, that's a lot of freaking batteries. You know, I can I can get a lot of flights in. I'm just saying that from a technical standpoint, uh. Yeah, no, I hear I you. You're it. right. You you could do that. You could do that. But the point is that the Nitro is unlikely to be a daily flyer for me, right? Because the speed thing is still my thing. But I want I'm I like having fun with 3D as well and I still do want to progress and learn more stuff. So with the Nitro, I feel like it is something where if if I had that itch where we've talked about this before in the last couple of in the last couple of shows where it's like, man, you know, the weather's nice. Uh, I'm really not doing anything. I should get out and at least get a couple of flights in. I feel like the nitro in general could be a better filler for that and more convenient for that than a big electric. Yeah. Plus the big electrics. I mean, you and I discussed this earlier, Nick, because so what I was talking to Nick about, guys, was should I just get rid of the 770 and replace it with a nitro? And Nick said, absolutely not, because you need a big electric. Now, I think I agree with him, but if I do need a big electric and that's my main flyer, then why can't the nitro fill that gap? Oh, I think it's a great, I mean, I think it's a great, <laughs> it, it it should be a part of the fleet. I think for me, you know. Do I you almost, guys think that you need to have an, a big electric? N- no, I do not. In fact, if Nitro was cheaper, I would not have an electric alley at this point. Oh, really? Based, based, based on that. Based on Excellent. enjoyment factor of flying, disc loading, you know, airframe weight. Flight time. No See, way. now that's interesting, Nick, because you use Jesse as a counter argument to my approach by saying he's got an E7 I, and an N7. I, I still have one, and I, I will have an electric helicopter. It's not that I'm going to go get rid of all my electric helis and completely re-outfit my whole fleet with nitros, but I mean, I, I can say straight up I enjoy flying the nitro more than the electric helicopter. Yeah, but I think that's different than saying if Nitro was cheaper, that's all I would have. I'm not... I am confident in that statement. Wow. I mean, not... uh, That seems... I don't know. It's like... that, That seems like a thing to say when everything's going good. But we've also been there oh, on yeah, the other side of it where it's like you throw a rod and then the next week you drive one yep. in and then the next week you're, you know, have more problems. It's like, dude, just give yeah. me freaking electric. Like, you, I mean, dude, you could counter that with the no, exact no, no. same thing on electric. No, I know. That's pack, what I mean. That's why I don't, I have a hard time believing when you say I could only fly one. That's why I'm saying like, I feel there's, there's love for both, but. If you say that if it was cheaper... I, I just think, I mean, 
I have never been able to get an electric helicopter to fly like a like a nitro, and I, I think it's just the the weight and the disc the disc loading. It's got to be but, that. I mean, that's but, the only I mean, thing I just that makes love sense. It, the light helicopters, yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense. I think you yeah. know, for me, I think it's just been too long. That's what I think. I think I, I think I got past that point where I see it. And I, I rem- like my brain says, oh, man, you see that right there? You used to love, this is what you lived for right there. But I almost feel like I let it go so long as to now I can't, I can't live it in my mind. You know what I mean? I don't remember what it feels like to do that. So that's to, what I to think. To do what? To fly nitro? Yeah. I mean, to fly, I mean, I used to go out there. It's oh, like dude, a, I remember what it feels like. Uh, yeah, but okay. I haven't had one for a lot longer than anyone else. Is that true? When was the last time you had a nitro? What was your last nitro? The whiplash, whiplash. nitro. Wow. Yep, because I that's two and a half got years your ago. Seven hundred. Yeah. Damn, even so I've had a nitro like only a year true. or a year and a half ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. So that, that I mean, I'm being honest. It's like I wish I could just turn the switch on and remember that feeling, because my guess, Dan, to be completely truthful with, you know, why? What, what are you making excuses? Because I feel like it's been so long. I don't have that. That like down to the soul. Remember, I can't remember. But what it feels like. Honestly, ask yourself: If you got your hands on a nitro, it would only take one flight for that to come back. Probably thirty seconds. Yeah, but it's hard to want to go out and spend a couple grand. There you go, and that's an absolutely yep, that's valid the, statement. That's where it, I'm. That's at. true. That on, is exactly on something where I'm at. that you think that you know. You will remember, and you yeah, will. Yeah, you know. Let me. You know what? I think that I don't think that you think that you will yeah, know. You know. I think that you know you will know, but it's completely valid to say. But I've already got X amount of electric helicopters that I love. Do I really? Can I really justify mm-hmm. going yeah. out and buying a whole new nitro when I've got all these other helis that I just love? Yeah. Yep. Well, so, yeah. But it, I it, honestly, I think you're trying to convince yourself a little bit that, that I don't really remember it. It's been so long. I don't know if it's that I'm trying to convince I myself. I'm trying to figure out why Why have I not been chomping at the bit? And that's a well, genuine question. Well, you got to kind of think about what you've been saying for the past six, seven months. For the first time in the hobby, you feel satisfied. Do you remember when you were talk, always used to talk Back when Jesse was doing the compass, I remember you saying stuff like, "How cool is how cool would it be to just be able to take this helicopter and say, I don't need anything else. Yeah, this is it." Mm-hmm. And I think I think you right now are in that same stage that Jesse was back, say two years ago when yeah. he had his seven HV, he had he had his compass helis, and he just loved them, and he just. Is, I, I don't need anything else. This is this is where it's at. Yeah, that's true. I remember that yeah, too. That's and fair. Uh, you know, that's probably it. Because I mean, I really do. Just 
I mean, I'm, it's unfortunate that you settled let, on SAB, though. Let the record show I still had a nitro, though. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to go yeah, back see, to something Justin said, though. Go ahead, Dan. You wanted, you talked about, you asked if either any of us kind of had that thought that we we wanted or needed a large 800 size. Well, you didn't say 800s, but a large electric heli. Yeah. Right? So I, I'm, what I meant by that was at least a 700. 700. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, p- part of me wants an 800 size heli. Okay. And I don't really know why. Um, but I just, you know, I think back to that Bergen and I, you know, that I really wish, part of me wishes I had never would have gotten rid of it. I, I, I probably wouldn't have flown it much in the last few years, but mm-hmm. I just, I remember that when that Big ass 840 millimeter blades when they started spinning, 850s, whatever they had on them, at 1400 RPM, and you'd lift it in the air and you could hear it. And it was like thump, 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 thump. Yep. Just like a real, that that was really cool. Yeah. But it, is that worth <laughs> going out and spending God knows how much? I mean, because. Yeah. Really, what are our options? There's not. There's not a lot of ton. You know, you got the Goblin. You guess you got the Align 800. A few others are coming out, and they're all expensive. But I think it would be really cool to have. Yeah, cool. and, 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 kind of well, the same boat Nixon with the Nitro. Is it cool enough to actually justify? Yeah, the but you know, what makes it's, it, it's it's. I I don't know. I mean, it's me? different. Like, I'm a better pilot on a Nitro. Well, I mean, that's being honest. Nitro looks cooler, too. I throw the fuck down. I don't know what it is. My comfort level goes way up. I come down to the ground. I feel it. I don't know if it's the power Mm -hmm. delivery or what, but I have always outdone myself nitro flights versus electric. And I... Yep, so yep. that makes I, it even worse because, like, you know, you're talking about the Bergen. You're going to go out there and you're going to fly it and you're going to go, oh, this is awesome. But I'm going to go out there and be like, this is awesome. But now I'm like, it's going to push me to want to actually get better, too. So yep. that makes it even less. Of That's exactly why. I mean, I I have I have focused uh, a lot since getting the 770, Dan, on. The collective management thing, and I do most of my flying at very low head speed, certainly well below, you know, 17, 1600. Most of the time it's down at 1500 on 750s. And so I, you know, I feel like um, that's something that I enjoy doing. And then I go back to thinking about my experiences with Nitro, and I remember that it did force you to have better collective management. And I happen to have the same problem as Nick, although with overall less skill. And that is that when I get on a nitro, I have a lot of fun and just, you know, fly harder for me. And I really like that. I mean, a lot of the nitro flights that I can remember, even back a year, or year and a half ago on the rave, I was just having a blast. And it wasn't necessarily so much about being, you know, learning something specific that flight as, hey, there's smoke coming out of this thing. It sounds and smells cool. I'm going to go and have fun for seven minutes. 
So that that's kind of the thought process that I've been going back to. Yeah, and um, you know what else is really cool too is the uh, the feedback that you can get from a nitro. You know yeah, when it's flying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And and I mean, so like I've been talking to a bunch of people during my research, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you got to go with the you know the new." OS 105 or the YS 120 SRX it's just unboggable power and I'm like guys you you don't get it I don't want unboggable power I want an old school YS 91 3DS and I want to know when I'm pushing it too hard and I'm not I mean the 3DS has loads of power but the point is I'm not looking for an electric that smokes <laughs> I want a nitro and all yeah, that yeah. comes with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there was something to be said about that, about the OS55B320 combo. Oof. I mean, it, it wasn't the most powerful thing in the world, but it was, I mean, for me, I know, Jesse, you had some struggle with it, rings <laughs> in the beginning. It taught you some lessons. But, <laughs> I mean... It did. You feel. You felt it. You could. You could hear. You were so in tune with the power output of that motor, but that combination was an indestructible. I mean, now that yeah. thing was, in my opinion, all the awesome parts of of nitro. I put two hundred and fifty flights on that M five C, and did yeah. nothing. I mean. Nothing. That's true. I, when you get a good when you get a good nitro setup and everything is just jiving, yep. you can get a shit ton of flying without doing much to it. Yep. In, yep. in nitro world. <laughs> you know well, what yeah, I mean? In nitro world. In it's nitro not the, world. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I should maybe I need to open my eyes to not just assume that I really only just want a seven hundred. I mean what maybe that what about that? That's true. There you go. And that was funny. I was literally thinking about that this last week going, man, that thinking back, same helicopter, N5C yep. going, what a blast I had with that heli. And, you know, took like you said, took a few bumps and bruises learning nitro, learning this, the different aspects of nitro. But what a blast that would be now to kind of revisit that. And, yeah, just... Blind you want to know what same exact really... thought process, Jesse, is should I go back and get a 50? Mm-hmm. One thing that I really miss about Nitro is, is when your one of your boom supports is hanging straight down. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love you know, and you got to kind of land it, kind of sliding forward a little bit. I always ran. I don't remember who made them. They were the super cheap. Little piece of carbon fiber with the bolt in the middle that you just zip tied to the boom supports. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I ran yeah. those cheap ones just for that reason. Yeah. Those are the things that you used to put on to dampen the vibration of the boom supports, right? Yep. Yeah, but I never yep. did it for that. I did it so that my boot my boom support when didn't they, go through the blades when, when it, it came broke. Loose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and now you fun. got me talking about it, and now, that, and now I'm starting be... to get that smile back on my well, face. This is what I that... mean. I feel like it's just, and it's been too long for me. And the more I, more I get riled up on it, the more that flavor starts to come back. Well, and that's exactly what has happened to me in the last few weeks, Nick. And that's why I know with almost complete certainty 
that I will be getting a nitro and I don't know what it's going to be yet or when it's going to be, but I have to because I have to know whether it's really worth having in the fleet. You know what? It's kind of like the the 360 class. How hey. long did I go back and forth on that? And I finally pulled the trigger and now it is a clear permanent fixture in my fleet. Justin, I got an offer for you. Yes. No money involved. I will send you a 600 Nitro that's ready to fly that you can just play with for a little bit. A 600 Nitro? Yeah. Really? You can just play with it. What motor's in it? Uh, 55. Oh, man. There you go. Yeah, Quinn up in, in uh, Polson has been flying it for a little bit. Did some work on it, got it all tuned up. It's ready to go. I'll have him send it right out to you. You know what? I, I mean, you I, can play with it for you can play with it till next May. I'll pick I, it up. And I may fill. take you up on that. I will. Uh, let I me mean, think that, it that through. Might, that might quash your nitro bug, or it might inspire you to buy a seven hundred. Yeah, Justin, did you actually go through and price out like a six hundred class nitro? Is that recently? I haven't looked at prices at all but i'm curious if that would be you know if that would lessen that blow or if it's still um fairly comparable you know the the airframes are a little bit cheaper obviously yep. and for me if it was a 600 there's no question it would be an n5 yep. like that that's just a yeah that's a, a given story and <laughs> yeah story. well it might actually so, be the only one period. too so <laughs> So then, then the you know then you get to the engine, and there's not as big of a difference in the engine pricing. I mean, the okay. pipes are still like a hundred and fifty bucks, and the engines in like the fifty five I think is three hundred or two ninety something like that. Gotcha. So I again, it's. The price is not really the issue. That's more of an excuse. So if I'm going to spend the money on a Nitro, I might as well buy a 700. Yeah. And I do remember my 700 more fondly than than my 50. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. It's just there's not a lot of options out there, right? You, you got the Align. Nowadays, I don't know how much research you guys have been doing, but the old school 700 Nitro Pro or like the LE, you can't hardly get parts for them anymore. No, you can't. It's tough. So that's tricky. And then the other option you've got in a line is the 700N DFC. Now, mixed reviews, lots of people seem to like theirs when they're uh, when they're working, but... It's a different frame layout with different parts, and apparently there's been challenges with crashing and all sorts of different things. So, you know, I don't know. And and if you price it out, a line's not all that cheap nowadays. It really isn't. You can't get a hold of the rave anymore in any with any confidence and, and get parts. Otherwise, you know, I loved mine. Mine was a great heli. And then you're left with TSA, which looks like a solid design, very reasonably priced, parts challenged in terms of availability from what I can tell, ugly as hell. Sorry, <laughs> that's Justin's view of the world. 
and all that's left <laughs> is the Gowie and the Synergy. Synergy, Synergy for me is a is a clear easy bet because it's Matt stuff and I know it'll be awesome and I've seen you fly yours. Frankly, I don't like the look of it and the parts are expensive. What is now, it about that heli you don't like the look of? I just I don't know why it's just it's never been an appealing shape to me. I don't like the I don't like the canopy the stock oh, canopy. Oh yeah, colors. the canopy is is all yeah. That's that's what it comes down to is the canopy. So and then on the Gowie side, for me, it's like this is Gowie's first ever nitro, other than the NX four, which I don't know how seriously I can honestly take. Uh, you go and do the research on it. There are not a lot of people that have been vocal about them on the forums, which maybe is a good thing. Uh, and. I guess early on, maybe they had some challenges with balances or balancing stuff on the rotating parts, but the people who I've talked to say they enjoy it. They're all around the same weight between the N7 and the NX7. Uh, so, and I think the NX7 looks cooler. So that's been my thought process. If I wanted to get a 700, I'd probably get an NX7 purely because of the looks. Not because I think it's going to be better than an N7. All right. So kind of winding this Nitro discussion down, I got one question for each of you. Now, well, I'm going to start with Nick. If you, Nick, decided tomorrow that you were going to get a 700 Nitro... Which one would it be? Probably, probably the N7. I think I know Jesse's answer. Yep, stick with what I got. Justin? I think I'd go with the NX7 because of the looks and because Jesse already has one and apparently Nick would have one too. It appears we're all Synergy <laughs> fanboys because that's what I'd get. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of options. There really, really. isn't. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's the rant of the night. Is the, yeah, really, that's what it boils down to. Make some more freaking nitros. Yeah, someone come up with a damn nitro, please. But you know what's funny? That doesn't look shitty. That's so counterintuitive to Justin and I. We're saying there's not enough nitros, yet we don't have one. <laughs> yeah, you don't it would have be one a little different if available. it's like, I've owned that one and didn't like it. I've owned this one and didn't like it. Why aren't there more nitros? We're over here sitting saying there's not enough nitros and we haven't bought shit. Well, actually, so here, here, let me, my asterisk to my answer, Dan, is that if I knew I could get parts for an old school nitro pro, then I'd That's probably right. pick up a used airframe. Yeah. Honestly. Dude, I That's would a good give, point. I, if yeah. I had my, that 700 back the one that jesse got in a box <laughs> that that one i was like emotionally attached to yeah dude seriously that was a great helicopter but it gave me mine a was no, too. Mine, my, mine gave me a lot of problems but it didn't matter because i just beat the piss out of it and loved it yeah. yeah the nitro alliance 700s that i had the two, when I was running those two at the same time, two of the best machines I've owned. Loved them. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to kind of wind this one down. Is there any uh, any announcements? Is there any events coming up? 
we know of other than OHP in a couple weeks? God, OHP in a couple weeks. Jesus. That's nuts. Where did this year go? I think it was a, yeah, a year ago already when we went. Yeah. It looks like they had a good time down at uh, Port St. Lucie this past weekend. Yeah, yep. and the Southwestern Heli Rodeo. Oh, yeah, too. That, tur- that looked like it turned out pretty the well. The Kyles were down there hanging out they with were. Antonios and all the WWDs. How sweet is it that Kyle Dahl had that Are You a Citizen shirt on? That's that, awesome, yeah. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty sweet. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you see uh, that video that Antonios t- took? Of Kyle Stacy flying, yeah, I oh saw my pits. God. The flight was amazing, dude. <laughs> Kid, I told you, it just gets nervous. better and better. Makes me nervous. Let's see. We don't really have any announcements. Any news on uh, website development, Nick? Yeah, we got. We're getting close. We're gonna see a homepage teaser on our end probably Monday ish. I do believe. Nice. nice. Yeah. So it's. Wait. Clipping right along. Thanks. Thank you again, Larry. That's that's awesome. Really looking forward to that. Uh, shirts and hats and hoodies and all that good stuff. I do believe we still uh, have some of that stuff in stock. At least I haven't oh, yeah. seen that we're uh, getting low on it yet. No. Nope. Uh, certain sizes I think we might be a little low on, but I think we still have plenty of, you know, generally speaking, we have plenty of that stuff. Yeah, I think if anyone was considering getting someone for Christmas – Perfect. I would probably do it now. Yeah. Because they usually kind of the last minute people ramp up. But if you, you know, if you kind of want a guaranteed size, then I would probably go for now because we don't have a tremendous amount of stock. And if you have any questions about the shirts or the hats or the citizen registration, stuff like that, uh, Ken at rcalienation.com can handle that. Uh, Ken does a lot of that stuff in the background for us. Ton of work. Appreciate it, buddy. How about some emails? Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would send me an email to nick at rchelynation.com. How about you, Jesse? You would send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com. And Justin? You could send me an email to justin at rchelynation.com. I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums as well. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um Consistently, Gert keeps going up. We appreciate your support there. Uh, look for some changes on the, as we just mentioned on the on the web page. Think the chat box is going away. We've already kind of talked about that. Uh, so use it while it's there if you're if you're into it. Um, again, thanks to Heli Freak for putting up with us. If you want to kind of go to the, we got a little listeners corner there. It's pretty easy to find there on the front page. Uh, post questions, whatever. And don't be shy. I think that's the reason that we're not getting a lot of people to uh, yep. take us up on the questions at rchelynation.com. Don't be shy. I mean, we're getting email questions in, but we want some voice. We want to hear you. Yeah. Don't be shy. Well, we will only mock you for a little bit. And then possibly answer your question. I promise maybe. we will not mock you more than we mock Justin, though. Yes. Guarantee well, we will not mock too. you. That gives than... a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> Here's the deal we can make with the listeners. We will not mock you any more than we mock each other. 
right? Fair enough? Fair enough. Yeah. Let's see. I think that about wraps it up, guys. Says uh, the guy who was on the air tonight questioning why he shows up every <laughs> Friday to do this again. Well, after 209 <laughs> episodes, you got to start asking yourself why. You know? You got to start saying, wait a minute. Something's not right here. There's just you know? nothing else to do in Montana. Nothing else to do. It gets boring out here, right? <laughs> All right, guys. This has been episode... 209 we sure hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we've you know kind of enjoyed making it except for the mocking see you next monday i thoroughly enjoyed mocking everyone nitro for life (laughs) later This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC, Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, and Spartan Flybarless Systems. If you have any comments or questions, please feel free to send us an email. <laughs>